0: Hello and welcome to the Holistic Fashonese Speaker Series, where holistic leaders of tomorrow share their adventure and expertise on specific self growth topics to help you enrich your experience with life and business. My name is Angel Quintana. I am the host of the Holistic Fashonese Speaker Series and the CEO and founder of HolisticFashonese.com. I've had the honor of working with each of these individuals to take what they've already mastered in their life and use it to serve their kismet clients. It is my great honor today to introduce to you Samantha Ushedo. Today, Samantha will be sharing with us, self-love is the key to getting anything and everything you want. But before we get started into this eye-opening topic, I want to give you a little bit of background about who Samantha is. As an inspirational speaker, life fulfillment coach, and self-love advocate, Samantha Ushedo empowers mission-driven, powerhouse women to recognize the vital importance of choosing themselves first. She guides them back to a deep connection with themselves, teaches them to silence their critical inner voices, and shift the beliefs of not good enough to ones of inner abundance, freedom, and a rich self-worth. By embracing Samantha's signature philosophy and strategies of learning to fly, first love yourself, her clients transform their lives by redefining who they are, discovering what real success means, and creating the lives they crave from a place of true passion and inner fulfillment. It is my great pleasure to introduce you my fabulous friend and client, Samantha. Welcome to the Holistic Fashion Mesa Speaker Series. Thank you, Angel. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. I'm also so excited to dive into this topic. I know this is a really big topic for a lot of uh, the Holistic Fashionista Tribe. So, uh, but before we get into all the goodness that we're going to be talking about today, can you remind me and introduce uh, to the rest of the listeners here, how did we initially find each other? Yes. So
1: I am not ashamed to say it, that I actually was Insta-stalking you for a really, really long time. I was loving all your badass quotes. And I remember seeing that you were doing your 10K challenge. This was last year, I guess maybe around this time. And I remember reaching out to you and asking you, you know, I want to start a business. I'm a little bit lost. Do you think that this is what I should start with? And then we got on the phone, and here we are a month later.
0: Awesome. I love that Instagram and social media can bring people all over the globe together because aren't you – you're in Canada. Is that right? Yes, I'm in Toronto. Toronto. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to talk about the self-love topic because it's kind of a, it's a hot topic on the Internet these days. I've seen so many different people really giving the time and effort to self-love. So um, let's get into, you know, what would you say to those who comment that they don't have any self-love?
1: Yeah, that's a big one. I hear that a lot. And I, the first thing that I say, and I say this to my clients, I say this to anyone that reaches out to me, is that, Self love isn't something you have or don't have. It's something you choose. You know, it's a choice that you make in each and every moment of every day for the rest of your life. And it's really important to know this because self love isn't a destination that you reach and you say, "Okay, I'm good. I, I've got self love. I don't need to practice it anymore." I mean, every day, I'm I'm in it, and I eat, sleep, and breathe this, and I still have to really make that conscious choice. So you can choose self-love too, and should.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, just for clarification for our listeners today, what exactly is self-love? Like if you were going to give it in Samantha's terminology, like what does that mean to you? Yeah, that's such a
1: great question. I mean, self-love is really, you know, truly and deeply like loving, accepting, being kind to yourself. And I think that a lot of people feel like it's indulgent to love themselves or it's selfish to love themselves and that, that they can't turn that love and affection that they have for other people, for their pets, for their passion projects inward. And, and it's so not true. I mean, I think that it's, it's really just giving to yourself and whatever that means to you, right? I mean, asking yourself on a daily basis, what do I need and making sure
0: that you get it. I think that that's really what self-love is, if that answers your question. Oh, my gosh. That's a fantastic uh, definition. So, if, so say we've got some listeners out there right now, and, that, you know, maybe they are struggling with the negative chatter, or they are putting other people before themselves, and maybe they're not asking themselves that important question of what it is that I need today. You know, what does it mean, and how can our listeners today flex the self-love muscle?
1: Mm, that's such
0: a good question, Angel.
1: It's funny, I, I like to give people a good visual so they can really understand this. So if you think about like I know one of the things that you had talked about is you wanted to hire a trainer and you wanted to, you know, get into the gym but you didn't love it, right? And and it was one of those things like if you want to get better at doing push ups, if you want to get better at doing squats, you know, you hire a trainer, you go to the gym and you really have to you know be committed and be consistent and, and constantly practice the things that you want to learn. I mean flexing yourself muscle works in much the same way, right? If you can't just say, okay, well, you know, I want to love myself and then, you
0: know,
1: rub your hands together and think it's done. I mean, it, it's really about constantly practicing it and finding what works for you and and some days you're you're not going to be the nicest to yourself and then others, you know, you're going to you're going to love yourself and you're going to make yourself feel good and so it's just a matter of constantly showing up for yourself and really putting yourself first and, and making that conscious effort. And I, I say this to people, um, it's not like you'd say, you know, I want a six-pack abs, and then you go do bicep curls, right? Like you have to focus, what you focus on grows. So if you want to practice self-love, you got to focus on it.
0: Got it. Well, I know this is probably a hot topic for women. I think this is something we probably struggle with the most, even more so than maybe men, just because we've kind of grown up to be the nurturers or to be the other people first. It's, I, I think it's probably just in our DNA to some degree. So if there was one thing that you wish every woman listening to this interview right now knew, what would that be? Uh, well, I mean, this this comes really straight from my
1: own experience. I mean, you know, as you know, I had cystic acne, and I was always looking for the, the something that would fix outside of myself. You know, I tried the diets, the detoxes, meditation. I did all these things and nothing worked. And if my journey and my suffering can be a lesson to anyone, I really want people to know that you can eat all the kale and drink all the green juices Mm -hmm.
0: and
1: log all the miles on the treadmill and say affirmations till the cows come home. But if you have a toxic mind full of negative thoughts and you're really hard on yourself and you don't surround yourself with The people and the things that make you feel good inside—health, happiness, success, fulfillment—that will all continue to elude you. You really need to go within, or you'll go without.
0: Mm. Oh my gosh, this is—you know—it's one of those things about community. And I know as entrepreneurs, when as we become—you know—what am I trying to say—is more that we come identified with that label the more we start realizing or feeling maybe that we are outcast to our current social circle and the importance of a new community that really supports you on whatever that goal is, is, is paramount. I mean, I would assume um, this also has to do with, you know, if you are struggling with the, the monkey mind, you know, the being hard on yourself. And I know you and I are, probably prime candidates for type A personality where we just want everything to be perfect and everything, and it really is those people, I mean, my clients included, uh, that you are surrounded by that are really going to help to lift you. So. That's a really powerful statement that you just made there, and I think one that everybody really needs to hear. You know, and can I add something? Yeah,
1: please. <laughs> Sorry. But the other thing is because I know, especially because I know I connected with you because you work with high achievers, right, and you're a high achiever yourself. And I think that the one thing I'm noticing with high achievers is they feel like they always have to have the brave face on. They always have to be strong. They can not admit when they don't feel happy, when they don't feel fulfilled, when things aren't going right. And so I really am trying to build a community of women who can have those conversations that people are scared to have because truly that's when healing and transformation begins. And, and especially as entrepreneurs, like when you can deal with that monkey mind and when you can say, look, I don't feel like the badass that I am today and I need some support, that's when you can truly thrive and be the success that you're meant to be.
0: That is so beyond true. So let's, let's break down like some tools, you know, like what is the best tool that we can give our listeners today that's going to help to stop that negative self-talk or that inner critic?
1: Yeah. I love this one because it's so, so simple. And I know that people find self-love to be this thing that's so beyond them. And this is the one tool that I teach my clients and it actually has kind of two parts. So, It's just a question that you ask yourself. So if you are having that negative inner critic just going, you know, chattering, chattering away, the question that I tell my clients to ask themselves is, would you speak this way to a small child? Mm. And, I mean, there's another part to it that you could also ask yourself. If I treated my friends the way I treat myself, would I have any?
0: Mm. And when you ask
1: yourself that, you really realize how hard you're being on yourself. And and most women, unless you're just not a great person, are probably so much nicer to other people than they are to themselves. And so if you can honestly say, no, I wouldn't speak to a small child this way, or I probably wouldn't have any friends, then why are you doing the same to yourself? And it really just gets you to be aware of that negative talk, because the only way to change behaviors is to become aware of the ones that you currently have and then
0: actively choose to change them. Yep. And like you said at the very beginning of this interview, you know, self, self-love self is not a destination. This is a, a reoccurring theme of just every single day practicing mindfulness, practicing being aware, practicing being kinder to not only others but to yourself. So it kind of, you know, this negative, and, it, and at the end of the day, it's, I don't know about you, but I have those moments of negative self-talk, and I'm very aware of when it's happening, but it still shows up. So are you saying that this tool that you're talking about to, to uh, slow down or to negate or to, to quiet the nev- negative self-talk is to literally just stop yourself in your tracks and, be, and just be aware that it's happening?
1: Exactly. Yeah. You can become aware and you can, so then you can say, okay, so when I look in the mirror, when I'm trying on bathing suits, you know, during swimsuit season, that's when I notice my inner critic is on full blast. And so when you know that that's your trigger, you then can start saying, okay, so. That's a really challenging experience that I have to go through. So how can I change my thoughts around my body? You know, does that mean maybe I bring a friend with me when I go shopping? Does that mean maybe I say to myself, you know, okay, I don't love my legs right now, but I really like my arms or, you know, and, and helping yourself get yourself out of that negative cycle that never goes anywhere, and then start to change that conversation. And, and I mean, there, it, there's such a process to it, but the first step that I always tell my clients is to come aware, because often they don't even realize how hard
0: they are on themselves. And you can't change it if you don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this is kind of off topic, but one of the things that you and I did, not only working on your programs and your business, but you actually helped me. So I think this is a good opportunity for me to kind of plug you for a second and talk about your what is it the mind the mind detox plan thing that you have yes the mind detox method method okay can you just i mean i know this is off topic a little bit but i really feel like this is a good time for us to talk about that that method that you have because it, it did help me uh just like we talked about before with the fitness coach and you know really getting in there and seeing uh yeah, because you brought up thighs, which is probably one of my things. Um, and I'm sure most women on the line can find some area of their body, especially, that they don't like. Uh, but it all does – I mean, I could. you could hire a million personal trainers. You could go on all these diets. You can, you know, do everything under the sun. But if you can't get the mind part right, which I see – and we talk about this a lot, you know, in Signature System about getting close to – Uh, the root problem. So there's like the gateway problem, which is I want to get skinnier thighs. And then there's this root problem, which is really this negative self chatter that's keeping you stuck. So can you talk a little bit about your mind detox method, how it works, and how anyone might be able to come work with you in a way that would help them with this problem? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And it was so awesome to work with you and just really watch your process. So I have to say, I'm, I'm so pumped for where you've kind of gone after our call and where you took that. Um, but yeah, essentially the mind detox method. the whole concept is, is that it's never about what happens, but it's why what happened was a problem for you. So if you have an issue in your life, so, you know, like, for example, you really just can't get into exercise, but you want to, right? You have this thought that you want to start exercising, but there's something holding you back. Most often, people just try to force themselves into action, or they force themselves to stop doing something that's not working for them, right? But the problem is, is that's so futile, because everything that we do or don't do comes as a result of our thoughts. So the mind detox method really starts there. It really gets you to understand what what beliefs do you have about yourself that, were likely formed when you were a child around exercise or around, you know, not being in control of your life or not feeling loved. Like it really makes you go back in time to when the belief system that you have was created and it gets you to really rewire your thoughts so that you can start to create the feelings, the
0: results, and the actions in your life that you want. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you can use this for anything. I mean, I know we're bringing up the fitness thing, so I think it's a, it's a very common, common problem as women. Uh, but what other kinds of things that can we use the Mind Detox Method for?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yes, we, we talked about weight, um, really health concerns. I, I used Mind Detox Method heavily when I was going through my cystic acne. Um, you could use it for relationship issues. You know, maybe it's a love relationship and you're, you're having trouble you know, keeping people in your life, or you're having trouble attracting the right kind of person, or maybe you've just got a lot of anger and resentment towards family members or um, in your career, like if you have blocks of any kind, anything that's stopping you from getting a result that you want in your life, the Mind Detox can help you with. And that's the power of it, is it's, it's just really about understanding that your thoughts create your feelings. Your feelings create your results and your results create the actions that you take or don't take Mm. in every moment.
0: Okay. You need to repeat that. And everybody needs to write that down. Can you repeat that last, that formula that you just did? I've really never heard it be spelled out that way.
1: Yeah, totally. So um, your thoughts create your feelings. Your feelings create the actions that you take or don't take. And those really are what creates the results that you get in your life. So if you can change your
0: thoughts, you
1: can change your life.
0: Oh, I love that. Okay, so let's really break this down because, I I mean, I'm sure most of us have read either some, we've probably all Googled something in our life that we are trying to improve upon, Um, and a lot of times things get categorized into self-worth or self-esteem or lack of confidence, all these different things. But, you know, from working with you, Uh, on building out your brand, we talk about self-compassion. So why do you think that self-compassion is healthier than self-esteem? Yeah, so this is an interesting
1: question because about a month ago I kind of had a revelation about self-esteem, but essentially self-esteem is very outward focused. You know, it refers to knowing that you can be and do and have anything and, and having really deep confidence in yourself. Um, But I don't think self-esteem is enough. And the reason why that is is because often self-esteem comes at a cost. So either you think that you're better than other people, and then that makes you see other people as inferior. And so you're constantly trying to push other people down and to make sure that you are the best. And I think that, you know, as women and women entrepreneurs, you know, that can often manifest as competition and women playing dirty because you see yourself as, Um, antagonistic, and and competing for something that is not not available for everyone. But then the other side of that is is if you don't have high self-esteem, then you see yourself as inferior to other people, and you're constantly comparing, and you're constantly feeling not good enough, and living from a place of lack. And so I find that self-esteem is too outward focused. And and the thing that's great about self-compassion is it's inclusive. Kristen Neff, who's a, a, the, really the founder of the self-compassion movement, talks about self-compassion as having kind of three pillars. And the first one is self-kindness. So if you're going through a difficult time, you know, self-compassion offers that you are kind to yourself and you show yourself love and you ask that question, what do I need right now? And, and make sure that you go do it. But then it also um, asks you to be mindful, right? Is, I think especially as high achievers, we're so used to pushing through negative emotion and not really feeling and often there's such an opportunity for learning and growth when we just feel the way that we feel and so it offers that you are also mindful to your situation and the third part which I find is fascinating is there's an aspect of common humanity so realizing that we all have challenges right like my issue was my cystic acne for someone else maybe they have relationship troubles for someone else they They don't feel confident in their business. So we can all bond through the shared human experience of just stuff always goes wrong, right? And so I find that self-compassion is is better in that way because we're not better than or worse than. We're just all the same. So that's why I think it is a a better, you know, than
0: self-compassion. You know what I gathered from that, from just hearing, listening to you kind of talk here for a second, was, It almost, and correct, I'd be curious to see your uh, response to this, but it almost sounds like what you're describing is self-esteem is more masculine. It's more about results-driven, you know, that kind of thing, maybe even a tad bit attached to the ego. And then self-compassion almost sounds like a a more feminine quality, and the result is really about the growth, uh, the inner growth, that that kind of thing. Does does that resonate at all? Does it sound like what you're talking about? No, I love that because, yeah, I mean, self-esteem has a big
1: component of self-worth and what your perceived value is, and it's very, yeah, it, it's a little bit harder. And, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think that, you know, we need to offer ourselves a little bit of softness as females. I think that we have so much power in being feminine, and so I do, I like the way that you said that. I had never heard of that, but I yeah. never heard it said that way, but I
0: love it. Yeah, it also just, like, resonated, like, the self-esteem portion, like, with the competitive part. You know, that's very masculine to have competitors, you know, versus uh, community or collaboration, which is more feminine. So it was just interesting, you know, and I'm bringing this up because I have numerous people in my tribe who are my clients who are, you know, really struggling Uh, with some self-love or some self-esteem issues as far as when it comes to competition, uh, only because we're all out there on social media, just like how we met, sharing our expertise, getting out there. And, you know, that can be very intimidating for a lot of entrepreneurs to put themselves out there. And then what happens as a result to many of them is they go through this comparison thing. They start looking at what everybody else is doing and really feeling the lack. And so, from this lesson with you, I'm gathering that it's not so much about self-esteem as it is more about self-compassion. So, when that, that little creeper creeps up, as far as the you know that needing the feeling the need to compare or to compete, uh, really, from the sounds of it, it's that we haven't taken enough time for ourselves to really feel self-compassionate so that we can actually feel good about what we're bringing to the world versus feeling incomplete or competitive with someone who might be offering something similar.
1: Exactly. That's like you've nailed it. And it's really an opportunity for us to be like, okay, maybe I'm not where I want to be. But the cool thing is, is she is where I want to be. And that inspires me because I know that I can get there too. And what I see in her is reflected in me as well. So let me make that my goal. Let me make that be where I want to strive for.
0: Hmm. Totally. I know. And it's so funny how we put ourselves beneath people. You know, I know I talk a lot about this in Signature System about be the leader, no need to be, no need to follow the leader anymore, but in Instead, um, there might even be a more profound way to say that. Instead of follow the leader, it's uh, admire the leader, but know that you're still the leader, too, and this person is actually giving you inspiration and motivation to keep mm-hmm. reaching for, for better and for more. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. It. Well, okay, so I know that the topic of this conversation has been self-love is the key to getting anything and everything you want. Let, let us really dive into that. Why is self-love the key to getting anything and everything you want?
1: Yeah, definitely. And you know, it's funny, um, before you reached out to me, or uh, sorry, after you reached out to me, I actually got a blog post published on the Huffington Post by the same title. So um, if your readers are interested in checking that out, um, it's on the Huffington Post. But I, I think that this is such an important question because if I can think about the things that clients come to me about and the, the, the pains and the struggles that they, they talk about, it's typically, you know, how can I lose 20 pounds and how can I find my true love and how can I improve my relationship with family and how can I make more money and be more successful? You know, those are the questions that people are asking me. They're not saying, Sam, how can I love myself more, right? And, and we talked about the, mm. the gateway problem, the root problem, like this is it in a nutshell, right, is people want those things. And typically, I, I'm understanding that, okay, self-love isn't the highest on their priority list. But the thing that I realize is that the root of it all, as human beings, we all want to be loved and we all want to be happier, Right and if you if you think about it you know what do people think they're going to get from being thinner from being healthier from having better relationships from being more financially stable love and happiness right and so the reason why i say self love is the key to getting anything and everything you want is if you can really ask yourself what do you think you're going to get by losing that weight by making six or seven figures, right, by finding the man of your dreams, if you can really distill it down, you'll probably find that it's, it's mostly about love and happiness. And the cool thing is, is you can give that to yourself, right? You don't have to mm-hmm. wait until you lose the weight. You don't have to wait until you meet the guy. And and typically what I find is when you do give yourself love, then you're, you're not waiting for something to complete you because the truth is, it's always going to be there's always going to be something that you want that you can't have. So if you're constantly waiting for that magic thing to come in and fill you up, you're going to be waiting a long time. So if you can mm-hmm. offer yourself love now, then it just frees you up to get the things that you want most in life.
0: I mm. mean, I mean, I know I've been guilty, but how many times have any of us said when I, you know, if I could just lose ten pounds, I'd be happy. If I could just get more clients, I I, I would be feel I'd feel more uh, self secure. If I could just find a guy, I I feel like I could finally rest and get get a break from all the dating I'm doing. Like we're always putting things into the future, and it's making it so that our happiness or our comfort or our, our our relationship with ourselves suffers until those things happen. So there's, you're really not living at all. You're just living in the future, getting by.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's no way to live, right? So I'm, I'm offering to you is that if you can just make those small tweaks in your thoughts, and if you can put yourself first, the things that you
0: want most will just naturally come as a side effect. Yeah. Well, this has been such an eye-opening topic. I mean, obviously, working with you has been completely enlightening in so many different ways, and I'm just so honored to know someone of your integrity, uh, your uh, education, and just your expertise in this topic that, you know, it's sometimes a taboo topic. You know, it's not everybody wants to talk about self-love, but... If, if you're having the negative chatter and you, you, know, you really feel like you're without something right now, this is an opportunity to potentially work with Samantha in her mind-body, excuse me, her mind-detox method, or there's other ways for her to, uh, that she can help you. So I wanted to make sure on this topic, is there anything that I didn't ask you today in this interview that you wish that I did that would be helpful for our audience to know about? Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Well, I just want to say before I get into that, thank you so much, Angel. I honestly, it was such a great experience working with you. And, you know, from our experience, I now have a three-month coaching program that I have available, and it's just really taken everything that we've created together and all my learnings and put it into one thing. So I'm so excited to share that. But um, what I wanted to offer the listeners today was a tool that I created on the 10 ways to first love yourself. And, you know, as we talked about, a lot of times the challenge that I see with women is they really don't know how to show themselves self-love. They, they find it difficult, and they find that there's not a lot of time to do it. And so I really want to show you with this tool that it doesn't have to be self-indulgent, that it doesn't have to be expensive, it doesn't have to be time-consuming to love yourself. So if they are interested in finding these 10 different ways to first love themselves, they can find it on my website for free at www. com forward slash ten ways, and it's the number ten ways. Awesome. Can you spell your last name for us? Yes, uh, Ushado is U S is in Sam, H E is in Edward, D is in David, O Ushado.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well. I'm beyond thrilled to have you in this Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk about this topic on the self-love is the key to getting anything and everything you want. So I know I'm way on my way to my hot bod at 40 years old. uh, Thanks to your mind uh, detox method and being able to find a fitness coach who not only focuses on the training part but works on the mindset part because we all know that it's not just about losing weight it's not about the gateway problem it's not about finding a man it has to do with the mind connecting with your self-love so thank you so much for talking about this topic today i'm excited to share it with the rest of the holistic fashionista tribe and um, if there's anything else you want to say before i let you go
1: just want to say thank you so much angel it's been such a pleasure and i hope your listeners get so much value from this call
0: Awesome. Thank you again, Samantha, and we'll be in touch again soon.
1: Okay. Bye, darling.
0: Bye, Hen.